This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Shane, you know that I'm a logophile and I absolutely love words. And I came across a word this week that just sounded like a really great East Texas word. Let's hear this. Let's go. And that word is spuddle. S-P-U-D-D-L-E. Spuddle. Is that kind of like what a car does when it's running out of gas? Maybe that's sputter. That's sputter. No, if you are spuddling, that is to work tirelessly without achieving anything of worth or to put a great deal of effort and achieve only very little. The idea is like you're making a lot of fuss about trivial things as if they were important. And I know that's something that we talk about a lot, but I didn't realize that there was a word for it, and the word for that is sputtle. So is that like a British thing? It is. It's an early Middle English word, and it comes from having a short knife or a really short like spade on your plow so it doesn't go very far, and it just makes a mess of things. Right. And it's very unorganized when you're trying to plant your farm. Okay. Felt very Britishy. But see, to me, it seemed kind of East Texas, Spuddle. I mean, I could see that. But when I saw this word, I thought we need to do a podcast on Spuddling in our agencies. It seems like we have folks that do this a lot based on that definition. We do a lot of stuff and don't have a lot to show for it. A lot of busy work. We're really good at moving things from one point on our desk to the other point on our desk. We're very good at processing paper because our industry has such a long love affair with paper. The paper-free agency is one of those things that continues to be out of our reach in some cases, especially your well-established agencies. I think startup agencies have the extreme advantage on this whole concept of spuddling. And I think that's why I get so excited about the future of the IA channel is because of just what things can look like, what we have this opportunity to accomplish over the next decade. One of the things that are so popular right now when you're watching reels or watching videos on YouTube or on TikTok, which is a form of sputtling in and of itself, are hacks. And I see hacks all the time, like making grilled cheese with a toaster by turning it sideways, which is a nightmare to me. But but there's all these little hacks out there. But I'm seeing these crazy business hacks all the time. If you Google business hacks, it is insane what all comes up. So what business hacks are you seeing out there that you think that are just really stupid? The first thing that just came to my mind, and I wish I could could get the guy's name, but he's the young man that makes fun of the hacks on YouTube and on social media. It's somebody breaking into their car through their car window in order to unlock the door and the keys or whatever and he has this like really simple sort of video that shows that you just do something and it it happens the first thing that comes to my mind is him and his making fun of this really complicated nature that i think we've fallen into as a society everything needs to be complicated for it to be good is really the way i feel like society has gone which is not us. We talk about simplify. We talk about that. And complication is not our thing. I've been picking on this a lot lately, and that is this hack of this platform to connect 
all these other platforms instead of just using a single platform. That one drives me nuts. And I hate to pick on specific platforms, but there's several of them out there and they're calling us every week trying to sell us their tool. And their tool is designed to be a connector of other things. Nobody plays nice together in the technology sandbox. Everybody's got their secret sauce and they don't want to open up to each other. And so that's created this sort of subculture of these connectivity platforms. These connectivity platforms sound great on paper, but then when something breaks, you're constantly fixing the break. To me, that's a hack that wastes a lot of time when you might should have just paid 20% more for the single platform and gone on about being an insurance advisor and growing your agency. I love the idea of these productivity hacks like that. The idea that something is going to make me more productive because it's going to tie everything together. But sometimes, I mean, this is going to sound really old school, but a calendar and a to-do list is going to get you there quicker, faster, make it happen. You can do your to-do list on Outlook or on a piece of paper or wherever you want to do it. But when you spend more time using your productivity apps than you're productive, then yeah, that's just a huge challenge for me. I think it's down this path, and this is definitely going to sound old school, of I'm going to start a business, but I don't want to work. You know, it's like, I don't want to do what is necessary to grow my business. And you have to put the effort in. You have to do some of the work. And I'm all for what we do in the insurance business. And I promote this balanced lifestyle and this opportunity that you have as an insurance agency owner to do so much more in our business. We are not fixed to a specific geographic area or we're not fixed to a building. You know, we're not a restaurant. We're not a convenience store. We can go and block off four hours a day and go on a two-week vacation, but still be in the business and separated from the business, unplug and, and plug back in. We can do all that in our business. You can't do that if you go in a restaurant. You can't do that if you are connected to that physical storefront, so to speak. And we have that huge advantage. But at the same time, there has to be work put into this business. You have to make an investment of work. You have to make an investment of effort. I see a lot of these hacks are really about if I just tinker with this process a little more, that's going to gain me a little more productivity. And at some point, you go into this diminishing returns environment. That's what I see a lot of agents doing is they try to ratchet it so far and they ratchet it up too tight. And it's operationally trying to be so efficient that we actually swung the pendulum the wrong direction. I'll say the one that gets me is multitasking. In the 90s and in the 2000s, multitasking was the thing, right? I mean, we took classes on how to multitask. And now that they've had time to research and they're realizing the productivity challenges that are happening because of multitasking major important projects does not work. You can multitask minor projects, but if you're working on one major project or you're working on one major thing and you're trying to do a whole bunch of little things at the same time with six different things on your screen open, you're killing your productivity. I'm going to go back and 
pick on my favorite chapter of one of my favorite books, which is Good to Great and the Hedgehog Concept. And if you look at this and you go, okay, everybody needs to be able to multitask. Everybody needs to be able to do all this. And that gained so much momentum. But then in the book, Good to Great, and on the hedgehog concept chapter, it looked at these companies that went from good to great. And it actually identified during this same period that multitasking was being pushed, that these companies were actually contrarians to that had a very, very focused approach to their business and were leaps and bounds more successful than their counterparts because they were focused, because they were not multitasking. As we've talked about before, they were not diversified, so to speak, and they were great at what they did. They were able to do it over and over and over again. I think that that is where we are here in independent agencies is We have so many folks that have come out of the captive side with the singular carrier, and now they have this multi-carrier environment, and they're trying to multitask to the point that they're overdoing it. We tend to go too far when we make an adjustment, we make a tweak. We've been talking for months and been saying for years that you don't need a hundred companies. We're not a component of the single company, the captive environment, but we think 10 to 15 carriers is a good portfolio. That's different than some of the organizations or some of the marketplace out there saying 50, 80, a hundred carriers or more. That's not true. You can't keep up with that. That's the result of this multitask generation that said, oh, we can do all these things and we can be great all of them. And that's just not a good hack at all. So I'll tell you a hack that I used for years. And I've kind of realized within the last probably two years that it's just a terrible one. And I was trained to use Sunday evening to plan my week. Like that was my get ahead. I was going to spend one hour on Sunday evening to plan my week, to get ahead, to check emails, to get my schedule set, all of that kind of stuff. And what I've realized is that as soon as I turn that computer on to sit down, to plan, to get my planner out, I get sucked in. And what I was planning on spending 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to get my week planned, three hours later, I'm sucked into my business world. I haven't spent my Sunday evening relaxed doing what I want to do. And now I do that on Friday afternoon. Like I get ready for my next week on Friday afternoon so I can spend my Sunday evening relaxed because I was having the challenge of Sunday night, I was getting sucked into the business world and then I didn't sleep well because I knew I had all this stuff to do for the week. And by doing that on Friday instead, then my relaxed time is a little more relaxed. I love that. I don't love going into your week there at the tail end of your weekend. That just doesn't feel good. I can see myself having done that in the past. Business owners, agency owners, hopefully at some point realize that when you own a business, when you are an agency owner, that your work is different, that you're going to eventually progress. My, my hope for them is that they progress to the point that they work differently in the sense that their brain doesn't stop. Your brain as an agency owner doesn't stop. It doesn't stop on Saturday. It doesn't stop on Sunday. It doesn't stop at night. You have to construct things differently. If you have someone using that hack like you just talked about 
or something similar, and they are thinking that that's their downtime, then that's not good. You're going to be thinking, and when you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about how to grow your business, you're working on your business. You just don't realize it. We've defined work as the time I'm sitting at my desk. Well, as an agency owner, specifically an independent agency owner, that is true. There will be time at my desk. There will be time at my computer. Then there is time driving somewhere. Then there is time out of the office. There's time in the evening. There is time everywhere where you're actually thinking about your business. And that is how work changes. It changes because you're still working even though you don't think you're working because you're still thinking about your business. And for business owners, period, that happens to you. I've learned that the hard way over time. You know, if I calculated up the traditional time at the office and then I started adding the thinking time, very easily you can reach into the 80, 90 hours a week range because the thinking time will generally double up. And so one of the things that I've done over the years is that I had to cut down some of that computer time because I knew that the brain thinking time was going to be the more difficult thing for me to stop. I can't turn my brain off and most business owners can't turn their brain off. So I had to leave the office a little earlier. I had to do things a little randomly different. I had to get away during that eight to five because I knew that I was naturally going to come back to it on Saturday morning, on Thursday at 5.30 a.m. when I woke up and my brain was racing and I got a cup of coffee. All of those things are going to happen to agency owners. And you have to think about that. Otherwise, you're actually stacking different work on top of traditional work. So here's a hack that I hear so much, and I've tried this over and over, and it became a big deal. Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, being successful by getting up at 4.30 or or 5 a.m. every day to start your day differently. It just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. I mean, if I'm awake at 4.30 or 5 a.m., it is because I'm still awake from the night before. And somehow I just, for some reason, I don't do my best work first thing in the morning. I just don't, no matter how I have tried to train myself, because this is a supposed great business hack to do these things first thing in the morning just doesn't work for me. So you're a night owl. I am a night owl. Absolutely. Knowing who you are and then playing to that strength. I'm all over the place. There are moments when I'm a morning person. That doesn't mean though that I'm really good at consistently getting up at 5 a.m. and doing work. But I can do that. And when I do it, it's pretty good. But I'm also a night owl at times. I'm just not sure that it matters. I'm reaching this age where it's like, do your morning thing if you're the morning person. And if that changes, fine. Do your evening thing. Maybe this hack of this is the way you have to do it is a bad hack in general. Here's a social media one, LinkedIn. I love, love, love LinkedIn. However, I am so tired of random people connecting with me on LinkedIn and then pitching me immediately. Who does this work for? It doesn't work for me. Matter of fact, I'm very, very frustrated about a private equity firm right now that has decided to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I mistakenly accepted the invitation. And they have proceeded to message me constantly. 
as well as hit our public web form on our website with solicitation to talk about purchasing our business. Number one, we're not for sale. Number two, they don't know that because they won't ask. All they're doing is just hammering us. And, and you know what? If we were to sell, I would go down as the Titanic right now rather than sell to them. I'm just telling you, I will be the captain of the Integra Titanic before I sell to this PE firm. They're ridiculous. Do you think that that's good? Do you think that that's actually going to attract us? Like our culture is going to be attracted to somebody over pitching you three times a week on four different sources. It was a very cordial, original connection. And as soon as I connected, as soon as I said yes, it's as if the floodgates got opened. I'm done. I'm done with them. And unfortunately for other people out there that are probably doing it the right way, I'm a little bit over it. So they're not going to get connected. The spammy bombardment is just not anybody's friend when it comes to sales. It's completely no. transactional. No. And if you want any kind of sales, you know it's got to be relational. And I think no. that comes back to the whole concept of automation. I mean, I love automation when it creates efficiency, but I don't love automation when it completely takes the relationship building out of the process. I'm of the opinion today I would rather raise the price than have to do so much mass marketing, annoying mass marketing, in order to stay afloat because my price isn't set right. I don't want to have to do that. If I have to do that, then my price isn't right. That's just kind of my view on it. I'm either selling on too thin of a margin, I'm doing something wrong if I have to be the bombarding type of salesperson, the intrusion type of salesperson. You know, and you hear the you hear the phrase all the time, it's a numbers name. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. And I just wish that that would go away because yes it is, but when we lose giving quality our full attention because we're so focused on quantity, I think that's just ultimately bad for business. I think that quantity has again, overrun and sort of monopolize so much of what we're seeing. That's why independent agents have to change the conversation. We have to have different approaches than that. It's a separator. It's just this separation piece that we get out of that, that we don't follow that. Yes, there's a certain amount of prospecting we have to do. And yes, you back your way into it from a sales standpoint. I get it. But that doesn't mean obnoxious. I would say that the mass marketing, the numbers game that we've reached in certain areas is now obnoxious. I'm all for the prospecting, the cold calling, that type of thing, but you have to understand you got to know your limit or you're now in the obnoxious category and you have no chance. So I want to know your thoughts on this one. Getting your inbox down to zero every day. You're not going to believe this. Tanya and I have not talked about this, but I literally two days ago and I boom immediately my email. I have always been this file email person. I have a bunch of folders in my inbox. Right. I decided, I decided that I'm going to go down to 
three, and then I'm going to have a keep file and I'm going to have a review. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying. I have literally one minute on an email and I have to decide I'm either going to answer or deal with that email. I'm going to file, keep that email, or I'm going to put that into a review folder, or obviously the other option is to delete it. I just started this and I went from 130 emails in my inbox to 18 in a matter of about 20 to 30 minutes of work this morning. I'm not finished. I'm not sure where this goes. And I'm sure there's plenty of really, really talented people out there that have things better than me. But the search feature has kind of moved me down this path of maybe letting go of this individual file folder for everything. And why do I do that? Why do I put things in individual folders? Because, you know, it just ends up you having to search and got to go dig a little deeper if you need it. And you know what? If I'm searching for something that really is more than about a year old, it probably should have been filed in our CRM, our management system. These are things that are not necessarily client related. They're obviously not policy related because that should be your management system because that locks it, date stamps it, keeps it, does all it's supposed to do. My emails are more industry, leadership team, internal, things of that nature. And I just don't think that I've done very well with my email over the years. And I'm trying to get there because I am actually trying to get my email down to that clean nature. Now, I don't know that it has to go to zero, but it should jump too high. I'll give you a practice that I started doing differently is I have reset my meeting default to 20 minutes. So where my meeting default used to be 60 minutes. And by resetting it to 20, when something pops up and I'm going in to calendar it, I actually now have to think, okay, can I do this in 20 minutes? Can we have this discussion in 20 minutes? Because when it automatically defaults to an hour, which is what I think is the the actual default on Outlook, then you're going to give yourself that whole 55 minutes to an hour. But if you only give yourself that 20 minutes, it's amazing what you can condense down. I love that because especially from a remote working standpoint, a not working in the office standpoint, because what happens with the remote world, which is so many of us today and so many folks are moving this direction, is I've noticed this thing of having to plan for the small talk when you set the meeting or the call, when you're not in the office and you're meeting with people internally, you can't just jump in to the conversation that you intended. You always have this sort of fill the void of how's it going? Well, you know, it's been a week. That's one of the things that is going to be a result of our remote work environment is that connectivity piece here. And how do we manage that? Because if we're in office, you have a 30 minute meeting scheduled. And if you have that short meeting scheduled, but it's Wednesday and everybody's been in the office all week, well, then you're not really doing small talk. You're just jumping in. I love that idea of being able to cut that down and say, hey, we're going to start here. So I'm going to close this out today with a quote from Nick Saban. Success doesn't come from pie in the sky thinking. It's the result of consciously doing something each day that will add to your overall excellence. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. 
Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.